podcast where we talk about all things video games, the news of the week while we've been playing, and much, much more. Except really, it's not much more than that. That's pretty much the show, as I just described it. I am one of your hosts, Sean, and I'm joined as always by my fellow host. Hello, Tyler. Hey, it's me. I'm always here. You are always here. Uh, unlike some people who are not always here. But we still love the other people, right? And sure, that helps you sleep at night. <laughs> uh, Brendan is not here this week. Uh, he had other things he had to do tonight. He had to, uh, he had people visiting. So he was not able to join us. But it's probably a good week for him not to be here because we got a lot of stuff to talk about that he's not involved in. Because this week, Avengers came out. It came out today, but uh, Tyler and I, as we are Marvel whores, that's true. Uh, spent the money to get the $70 version, and we had access on Monday. We've been playing Monday. Tyler's played way more than me, but we've still been playing a good amount, so we'll talk about that quite a bit. And also, other things that Brendan knows nothing about, Union Cross, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross got an update today. We'll talk about that a little bit just to pad out the show. And then we got some news bites, but honestly, besides that, there's not much going on today. A short news week, not even anything worthy of being a main topic. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to title this. Hopefully Avengers, we talk about Avengers enough for me to just use that as the title. But before we do that, we do have something else we have to hit on. And that is Tyler, your Animal Crossing report. So tell us about the week in Animal Crossing. So uh this week I... uh didn't really play Animal Crossing. Cool. Uh, I loaded it up. Um, I, like Sunday came around and I had the game open. Didn't even buy turnips. It was just like, I don't feel like it this week. Uh, but today, well, yesterday I got the idea that my bridges are really shitty. Okay. And I'm fucking rich now. I should just, cause, cause when you, when you build a bridge, you can't like upgrade to a new bridge, right? Mm-hmm. You have to pay money to demolish that bridge and then pay more money to put a new bridge up. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. But I don't have to worry about it now. So I'm going to put in all the bridges I want. Well, as many bridges they'll let me. And maybe make some inclines for some easier stuff. Okay. And it's going to be good. Actually, they're way cheaper than I thought they would be. And that game really likes to fuck you over at any chance it gets with money, doesn't it? It does. It's like real the real world. What's more realistic, Animal Crossing or Avengers? Probably Animal Crossing. Yeah, I think so too. Avengers does also fuck you over, not so much with money, but with resources. They're, That's true. They're always, they're always taking resources from you. Always wanting you to spend them, you know? Yeah, the tr- I just try not to upgrade anything that's below purple. Yeah. Or like, what's the point? Me too. Uh, is that everything that was going on with Animal Crossing? Yeah, that's it. I didn't do <laughs> shit in Animal Crossing. All right. Was, I, I got someone in my campsite. They were really ugly, so I didn't speak to them. Oh, just cool. Like last time. Like last time. Uh, all right, then let's just talk about Avengers. I wrote down in the notes, Avengers Assemble, uh, because... I couldn't think of anything else to talk to to name the segment. So Avengers Assemble is the name of the segment. Alright, Tyler, we played the beta, we talked about the beta in a good length, but uh let's talk about the actual game because I feel like the game is way better than the beta. And I liked the beta. Mm-hmm. 
So what do you, what do you, uh, first initial week one impressions of, uh, Avengers? Uh, game still pretty good. Definitely runs a little smoother sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's definitely some missions, uh, towards the end of the campaign, which I finished. Yes. Uh, that definitely like didn't like ran like absolute garbage. So, uh, I'll, I'll say this, uh, since you just mentioned you finished the campaign, I am close, close to the ending. I think I'm gearing up to do the final part of the campaign or I'm like, at, I, I'm, I'll probably beat it either tonight, definitely this weekend. Um, but we won't talk about spoilers this week. Probably won't talk about spoilers next week. We'll, we'll think about it. Uh, we'll, but. We'll talk about the campaign in spoilers at some point because I thought so far it was actually really good and worth talking about, uh, in depth spoiler wise. But so I'd, yeah, uh, go ahead and continue. it's, it's, it's not super long, but what's no. there, I think is really good. Yeah. And that's, that's just fine. And there's uh, more coming, right? Yeah, there like, is more with whatever new character, there'll be a continuation of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, haven't gotten a chance to play with a lot of the characters, like, in, in depth. Mm-hmm. But, uh, of course, uh, as you know, I play Black Widow. Yes. And I think she's really fun to play with her combos and her grappling hook and, and that's fine. Uh, play a little bit of Thor, still feels good. Play mostly Cap towards the end. Still pretty, he feels pretty good as well, except for when you have to, like, Get to a high place, then you gotta like map out where you're gonna go. It's a bit of a hassle. Uh huh. I thought with... Cap felt great. Yeah, I I, I really enjoy yeah. playing Cap right now. Uh, Thor. The only mission I've played Thor in is the one that he, you know, the one that he appears yeah. in. So yeah, that that's that. Yeah, that was from the War Table, like I said. Yeah. I think that was called Once an Avenger. Yes. Uh, that's the only. A uh, bit of Thor I played. I, I was eh, with him. Uh, I think if I get good with him, I'd really enjoy playing him. But right now, my two favorite to play are Iron Man and uh, Cap. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamala still feels good. Kamala's great. I, I'm. I think what we can talk about story wise is uh, I wish they'd. They they kind of marketed it this but i don't think they marketed it enough but this the story is really told from kamala's point of view you play yeah. as other characters during the story but it's it's a lot i would say if i had to pick two leads for this game it would be kamala khan and bruce banner mm-hmm. that's that's what i would say too uh and i think they're both fantastic uh troy baker as bruce banner is uh he's great he he's amazing and i don't know who plays uh kamala khan but they also do a fantastic job and uh i just think using her as the pov and i mean everybody's been talking about this everybody that plays the game has said that her being the pov character was great like a great idea Mm -hmm. and i'll echo it it's a fucking great idea and it's a ton of fun and 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 it's because oh at least i think so because She's, she's like this hardcore, like superhero fan girl. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, Oh, you're, you're Iron Man. You did this and that and you yeah. can do all this cool stuff. And that's how people are in real life, you know? Yeah. When you think about a superhero. You're like, Oh man, they can do this and 
and they're so cool sometimes. Yeah. But uh her voice actress is uh Sandra Saad or Sad. Two A's Thank in there. I'm not sure uh, how to pronounce that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like whenever because uh, obviously from what has been said before the game, it's called the Reassemble campaign. So a majority of the campaign is built around reassembling the Avengers. And whenever a new Avenger joins in, like Kamala's interaction with them feels like exactly what like one of us would do if we met an Avenger, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a scene, I don't want to spoil it, so I'm going to be really vague. But there's a scene where two of the Avengers get into a disagreement. And she's kind of in the middle of it. And that felt very much like... Like, her reaction very much felt like how a a fan in our world would react to seeing two of the heroes about to, like, about to go at it, you know? Um, I don't know if you know what scene I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's just great, and, uh, well, she's not my favorite character to play gameplay-wise. Uh, I absolutely adore her character and story in the campaign. I like grabbing dudes and, and swinging them around. I think that's fun. But let me, I'm gonna run through the rest of the voice cast here. Uh, Captain America, voiced by Jeff Shine. Okay. Not familiar with his work. Let's no, just... me, me neither. Let me just uh, click that. Let's see what he's done. Uh, he he's Javier Garcia in Walking Dead: New Frontier, and he's Carlos in Resident Evil Three Remake. So yeah, he, it looks like he does a lot of stuff for Square Enix. He was additional voices in Seven Remake and Kingdom Hearts Three, so it looks like he does background work for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did. Thor- uh, I, I'm sorry, I was going to say he also did uh, Just Cause 4. He was background voices, so. Uh, Thor's Travis Willingham. Uh, pretty, pretty noble guy. He also plays Thor in some of the cartoons. Yes, and he's great. Voice of Knuckles, Guile, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cannon Bolt, if you remember Ben 10. Oh, Banner. Right mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Bruce Banner is Troy Baker, as we discussed. Yes. Black and Widow I think... Of- I think he's probably got the best performance in the game. Yeah. He definitely does a good job. But he also has the most to work with, to be fair. Uh, Black Widow is Laura Bailey. Yeah, and she's played Laura Bailey in other animated Marvel... Or she's played Laura Bailey. She's played... Um, Black Widow. Black Widow in other Marvel animated projects. And you can tell that for her and also for Willingham, it, it definitely feels like... They're just kind of slipping back into a glove that they, they wear a lot. Yeah. You know? And it, it's, it's, they do, they're not, they don't have a ton of screen time from what I've played so far, but they, I mean, I think they're like, they are definitive, uh, sounding at least, uh, Black Widow and Thor. Iron Man is Nolan North. He, I think he does a good job. Uh, outside of the in combat, yeah. uh, quips. I think in the actual performance, uh, there's a scene between him and Cap at one point that I don't want to, again, spoiler, but, uh, I don't want to talk about, but there is a scene between him and Cap where they talk, and it is fantastic. Uh, they just, 
they're I, I think he does a really good job in the actual acting scenes. Uh the in combat quips uh I don't know if they're as good as they would have liked. Probably not. No. Uh, of course Kamala is Sandra Saad. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, Hulk is played by Darren DePaul. The boy Arden. Uh he's also characters like like uh I'm trying to just confirm what I think here. Oh Jesus. He has a pretty uh Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. He's Reinhardt in Overwatch. Yes. Um and then I wanted to I want to look this up because the there are two new heroes obviously coming. Uh who's Hawkeye's voice actor gonna be? Uh I don't know Hawkeye's, but I know that uh I know God what's her name? Uh uh, uh Kate Bishop is Ashley. Kate Bishop Birch. Ashley Birch, yes. Yeah. Um Hawkeye voice actor in Avengers. I Oh, here. Okay, Kate Bishop and Maria Hill as well. They also confirmed because she'll be an NPC in... Um... Is she played by Jennifer Hale? That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Hale, IMDb. Uh... Uh, that's... Yeah, yeah. So she's uh, voicing Maria Hill. She shows up as a hologram throughout the game, and actually, she shows up in a cutscene in the multiplayer. But she is going to be a NPC in the Kate Bishop content drop. Uh, which actually, we can talk about that a little bit because that was this week. Uh, so we'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, Ashley Birch, like you said, is playing Kate Bishop, and Giacomo Giannio. That's a, that's an Italian name. Yeah, that's a very Italian name. Uh, let me just see. Uh, Giacomo Giannioti. Giannioti, I think. Giannioni. Giannioti. Uh, he was, oh, he was on Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah, my mom probably knows him then. Uh, Dr. DeLuca. Uh, now he was, uh, it looks like he doesn't do a whole lot of voice work. Uh, from what I can see. But, uh, that'll be interesting. Uh, alright, we'll talk about the, we'll talk about the, uh, announced coming content drops after we finish talking about our, uh, opinions on the game, but we will get to that, uh, in a little bit. So, uh, keep going. Multiplayer, fun. Um, it's still pretty fun, just like the beta. Uh, I like that, I, I don't mind that the, the rarity of drops is tied to your level, or the, the, uh, or the power of drops is tied to your level, not uh-huh. rarity. Mm-hmm. Just cause it, it makes, you're not gonna be walking around a level, level two or something with, like what power 101. Yeah. You know, stats. Yeah. Uh, you know, missions vary. It depends on what you're into. I don't mind doing all the, like the shorter drop zones or the, or the more longer war zones where you, you know, you spend 20 so minutes kind of just 
searching for chests and stuff beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind any of the mission types. I think they're all fun. Um, I don't like doing them alone as Iron Man because that's cancer. Uh, Iron Man is a very squishy character. Uh, he's very strong, kill people very quickly, but I sure do die very quickly as well. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's why the fucking Hulkbuster exists, though, because you're invincible when you're in that. Uh, no, not not spoilers, but there is a mission. I'm sure. I'm, I assume you've already done it. Where you're in the city, you're looking for something. You have to stand on that platform or stand in that area and 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 hack while uh, eighty guys come at you. Uh-huh. And you're just by yourself, and let me tell you, I die a lot there. Yeah. Uh, so Tyler, I did that mission, and I did I I went and did Stark Realities, which is the threat zone, because I had a challenge that I needed to complete. I was like, you, yeah, I'll just go do it. Why not? That was a fucking mistake, Tyler. <laughs> I. I spent way longer than I needed. I was yelling at my fucking TV. Like, I, or my monitor. I was fucking mad. I kept dying. Like, I brute forced my way by just getting to every checkpoint I could and then dying a million times. And then, like, what I eventually had to do to com- and I did the threat mission first. So I learned from that and I, it didn't take me as long to do the mission you're talking about. Because mm-hmm. I'd learned from the threat zone mission. Um, as Iron Man, you fly around, shoot as many people as you can, run out of intrinsic energy, ru- run down, only punch people until your intrinsic energy is back. Then you get back in the air and you just keep flying around and you keep shooting people from the air. If you, you don't stay on the ground because you, you will die. You will die if you stay on the ground. Uh, it sucks for that mission you're talking about because you have to stay on the ground for that part. But, uh, I mean, there were the, the people that shoot like the purple blasts. Yeah, one of those can can kill you. I got through um, it by not directly standing on the ground, but floating uh-huh. just a little bit above it. Uh huh. Just to uh, kind of make some of those enemies who run at you miss. Yeah. And then I, go on when I need to. Yeah, I did that. I floated. I, I would like run around on the ground, or I'd float above, and then I'd rain rockets below me. And once I did that for when all the smaller enemies were there, and then once the big one started to spawn, and I was pretty close to completing, I just spawned in the Hulkbuster and beat the shit out. Because you're again, you're invincible when you're in the Hulkbuster. I don't think you can die. I haven't no. yet. There's no health bar. So the damage the damage you take uh, decreases your your energy. Okay, so I, I I just got in the Hulkbuster and ran out the rest of the timer in the Hulkbuster, but. Definitely playing as Iron Man by yourself is not optimal. It kind of sucks. Uh, it's kind of really annoying. I hope they buff his defense a little bit because I get him being a glass cannon, but like, again, if you're at full health, those purple blasts will take you down to like a sliver. So if you're at anything less than full health, they will one shot you. And it is just, it is terrible. It sucks. Um, but I get the design idea in multiplayer. Uh, I'm still a glass cannon, but it doesn't bother me as much because I have you guys. Cause Tyler and I have, we have friends that we've been playing with, uh, the, the, uh, the Anson Report guys, the, uh, the bros. Uh, we've been playing with them in the four player co-op stuff, but that, that stuff is fine to play as Iron Man. It's not really that annoying. You go down a bunch, but, uh, as long as you're playing on level with yourself, 
Like, if you're not playing 20 levels below everybody else, you, you probably won't go down as much. You might still go down a couple times, but... Depends on who you down. are, I guess. Because, you know... <laughs> hey! You know, we once, were... Once we got off the part where I was 20 levels below you guys, I didn't die as much, is all I'm saying. At still died sometimes. At one point, we were both at the same lower lower level than the mission we were on. And I'm just saying, you went down more than I did. You also have a stealth button. That's true, but doesn't mean I can't get hit. I'm just saying, you also have a stealth button. But regardless, uh, Iron Man's real fun to play. Uh, yeah, I agree on the multiplayer from what you were saying. Variety of missions, uh, they kind of get a little samey. I mean, how many times did we fight Taskmaster that first night? Uh, maybe five times. Yeah, and I mean three of three of them were the same mission. The other two weren't. Yeah, there there were there are three different missions I think where you fight Taskmaster. Um, so that's what it is. You know, nothing to be done about that. But it's not it's not too annoying. I I I think we actually did them in the complete opposite order because yeah. as we fought him, it got easier and more boring. I think with, we started with the last mission in that chain yeah. and then worked our way backwards. Yeah, and by the time we got to the last one, we just pummeled the shit out of him, and I was like, well, that wasn't fun. That was anticlimactic, and uh I think we just did him in reverse. But I like the way they're slowly opening the world up to you. You don't get access to everything at once. Mm-hmm. Uh You got to kind of work through the Avengers Initiative storyline, uh which you guys are farther than I am on, but I'll get further into that once I finish the campaign. That's my primary focus right now is to finish that up because I'm close. Uh, but besides the stuff that we've already talked about, Tyler, uh, you have anything else you want to say about Avengers? Uh, now that I've beaten the campaign, uh, I'm going to try to get the rest of my heroes up to at least power 100. Mm-hmm. Someone close to there. Mm-hmm. Right now, Hulk is still my least favorite playable character. Maybe just not my thing. I think I agree. It's between uh, Hulk and Kamala. And they play very similarly, so that might be why I don't... I think I just need to see them. what else is in Hulk's skill tree. That's true. Uh, So yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start with... Well, right now I'm doing all their harm missions. Mm-hmm. Which are like semi-tutorials. Yeah, just to clear out the quest log. Yesterday, me and uh the bros did a, did a couple of hives. Which are, okay. uh, yeah. Like gauntlet floors, kind of. Yeah. What you do on each floor is a little different. Some point you're just beating up dudes, other points you're like destroying shit. Uh, pretty fun though. Pretty good challenge. Alright, uh, that's it. That's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, I wanna stay, I don't wanna give it like a rating or anything yet. I wanna, play just because of the kind of game it is i mean we barely scratched the sur- i barely scratched the surface of multiplayer uh i assume you also have i i assume there's still a lot more in there because you haven't gotten have you finished the next quest step in the avengers initiative um i think we finished the next step yesterday did you okay so you're 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 substantially 
or you're 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 further into it than I am, but I I, I feel like there's probably still a lot more there. There's I still hope. more missions I haven't done. A lot more missions I haven't done yet. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to? I have really obvious. I I obviously haven't finished it, so I can't give it a rating. But do you want to give the campaign a rating? Uh, the campaign. Uh, I'd say that's a solid nine. A oh, solid okay. Nine campaign. Okay. I don't know where I'm sitting right now. I I need to finish it and just sit with it and think about it. But next week I'll have one. Uh, for the campaign, at least. But yeah, uh, let's talk about the news with Avengers because they did have a war table this week. They did uh, on the early launch day, which was tu- Tuesday. Um, I'm trying to find the press release so I can read from that. Is this it? Uh, where's the press release? Here it is. Uh, so they went. Over four new high-level mission types that we're going to be encountering throughout the Avengers Initiative. Villain Sectors, Shield Vault, mm-hmm. uh, Ames, Secret Lab, and Mega Hives. Villain Sectors were in the beta. They are special missions that provide epic showdowns with powerful bosses that players uh, will want... I'm just reading from the press release. Will want to return to as their heroes get closer to the game's power level cap of 150. And Shield Vaults are treasure troves of resources, gear, and secrets that must be discovered and unlocked. I don't know if that's how I describe Shield Vaults. Definitely a lot of loot. I don't know if I'd say it's like treasure loot. You know what I mean? Mm, it depends. Uh... The second one we did was gave us a lot of good stuff. The, yeah. Um, the elite difficulty one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, villain sectors, they were in the beta. Uh, we did... Did we do both of them? In what the beta... That? In the beta, there was, there was the war bot. Oh, there bot. was the one. There was the war bot. There's two, there's two that we have access to right now. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've done both. I think I've only well, done Taskmaster. There's, there's three in the, in, that I've seen so far in the, in the full game, which is Taskmaster, Abomination. We, we didn't do Abomination. And of course, the war bot again. Oh, I haven't seen the war bot yet in, uh, on my war table. The war bot popped up. Uh, okay. you, you picked them up from the, uh, from the the faction quest thing. Okay. 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 So so I got the warbot today. All right. So they also go over players looking to test their metal. We'll look forward to teaming up with three friends to tackle Ames Secret Lab, a mission only accessible after reaching the game's highest power levels. Available once a week, the Ames Secret Lab raid will culminate in a massive boss fight, influenced by how well players teams performed throughout the mission. Uh, here's what I'll say about this. Haven't played it yet, so I can't judge it. If this is their launch raid, having it accessible one day a week is not great. Uh, if that's your endgame content and it's locked behind only being accessible once a week, I don't, I don't think that's going to be received well. I don't know how you I don't feel know the about reward that. is for it. Uh I'm not really I've never really played a live service game before, so mm-hmm. my thoughts on raids and their frequency is kinda null. I we'll have to see how it hope how 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 it it'll, goes it'll, out. Hopefully it'll yeah, cycle. Once we, once we get there. Hopefully it'll cycle because if it's like Saturdays, that's it, and people like just I can't play on Saturdays, then they're just never gonna be able to do it. So hopefully it cycles days. Uh 
I like the idea of the boss fight being influenced by how well players' teams performed throughout the mission. I'm interested to see how that plays. Uh, but also the last type of mission is the Mega Hives, which you said you did a Hive, not a Mega You did a normal Hive. Okay. And a Mega Hive put players' full superhero roster to the test as they fight their way through a gauntlet of descending floors packed with enemies. The farther they go down, the higher the difficulty goes up. And once all their heroes are defeated, players will have to start over from the very beginning. This sounds like a single-player thing. Yes, that's... Oh, you're right. Is that going to be a six-player activity? Or do you have to put together four... Is it, do you think it... Not six-player, but six-hero activity. Feels like it, yeah. Mm. Once one goes down, you bring in the other one. That'll be interesting. I'm interested to see how that plays out. That's exciting. And then they talked about the first post-launch hero content coming, which is Kate Bishop. Our, so let's talk about what's coming first, and then we'll talk about what's not coming. Uh, so what's coming is Kate Bishop. Kate's operation called Taking Aim, and the operations are what... So right now there are two operations in the game. There's the assemble, Reassemble Campaign and the Avengers Initiative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kate's operation taking aim will be another operation. You can switch them. You can switch which operation you're in from the um, war table. And so taking aim will kick off in late October. It'll feature a new villain and a new mystery. Uh, and Kate Bishop, who is mentored by Clint Barton, comes with distinct hero skills and takedowns that only an Olympic caliber gymnast and master archer like Kate can pull off. Uh, Kate. From what we saw in the trailer, it looks like she can teleport. Yeah, she definitely teleported. Which we'll see interest we'll see what that does. But uh Taking Aim story will begin shortly after the conclusion of re- the reassemble campaign, and it is just the first half of the two Hawkeyes story arc. Clint Barton's Hawkeye takes the stage in November to complete the double feature and lay the groundwork for what's next. So these heroes will come at no additional cost. You'll have to pay for the premium track. Yes. We've gone over this before. But uh here's what so so Kate Bishop, end of October, in November, we're getting Hawkeye with Clint yeah. Barton. People are a little upset because she comes before Clint, but Yeah. I mean it, they're both Hawkeyes. Yeah. Uh, doesn't doesn't matter to me. And it seems like there's a story reason for that. Because it looks yeah. like from the trailer they showed that Hawkeye is working with AIM. Yeah. And we're not sure why. Um, but, so what, what people are upset about is we're getting two Hawkeyes back to back. And what was notably not shown and what they, 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 it's not like official. They didn't say the words, but it's, it's, it's pretty obvious that they were going to announce Black Panther as the first post launch playable character, but they decided to postpone in, uh, in respect of the passing of Chadwick Boseman recently, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is the right move to make. Yeah, definitely a good call. Uh, I mean, either way, it's it's a lose lose. Uh, yeah, you get people upset about no Black Panther, but you also get like if you were to put put it out or announce it, it'd be like people would think you're just capitalizing off of off of him right now, and yeah. that's no good. Yeah, especially if they do with Black Panther what they did with all the other characters in this game, and they're not, like, carbon copies of the movies. No. You know, you don't want it to come out and make it look like you're going, all right, on to the next one, you know? Uh, so, we'll see. I I think 
I think what is most likely, because from what we know from the data mine files, it seemed like Black Panther's operation was the one that was most ready to launch. His skill tree was the one that was most fleshed out. Uh, the Wakanda raid uh, seemed like... If the secret lab is only available once a week, it seems like they were betting on the Wakanda raid being around to kind of flesh out their endgame content. Yeah. Uh, and that's obviously not coming right now. Uh, it sounds to me, from everything that we've heard, what I would hazard a guess to say is that they originally planned for Black Panther to be the first content to launch because they also started off the war table saying that they changed what they were going to show. Yeah. They were going to show something else and they changed it. So it seems to me that Black Panther was going to come first and then we were going to get a Hawkeye operation that would include both Kate Bishop and Clint Barton at the same time. Uh, they said that the Hawkeye storyline is co-op, unlike the main campaign. And knowing now that there are two Hawkeye playable characters, that makes sense. You know? Yeah. Uh, the other person plays as the other Hawkeye. Uh, because we know, uh, from the, the leaked list, which isn't all confirmed, but of course, having Kate Bishop there does help solidify some of it, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, the all but confirmation of Black Panther. Yeah. That there are other, not, they're not like particular like echo heroes, like, like say like a Smash would do, but they're, they're heroes in the same vein that will have different skills and be different in probably utility, right? Yeah. Yeah, like it looks like Kate Bishop will have the teleporting thing that sets her apart from Clint, which, could be a very big deal, uh, potentially. That could very much change up the gameplay. But uh, I, I also think the release schedule kind of backs that up. Waiting until late October for Kate and then getting Clint in November, uh, those two are very close to each other. It sounds to me mm-hmm. like they just split up the operation and they're going to put out what they can when they can, pretty much, and then yeah. put out the rest later. Because waiting till late October for the first update is going to be rough. Uh, especially since we already, I mean, one of the bros, uh, is almost at the power cap on Thor already. Yeah. Um, so it's gonna be rough waiting, waiting towards late October for the first operation. Hopefully there's a raid in that operation, although I doubt it. Uh, if they were gonna, if the Wakanda raid is in the Black Panther operation, I doubt that they were gonna have the next operation also include a raid. You don't do a bunch of raids back to back. You kind of do a raid every so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, gonna be rough waiting, especially for those endgame players waiting for the Wakanda operation to drop with the Wakanda raid. I hope that people are patient and understanding, but it's people, so I don't think they will be. Yeah. Well, hopefully they spend that time maxing their other characters. Yeah. There's, yeah, I, I would hazard a guess that everybody playing enjoys at least two characters. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I'm definitely going to max out Iron Man first, but then I think I'm going to move on to either Cap or Thor. Yeah, I'm, uh, that's, those are the two I'm looking at right now. Cap or Thor for my next my next character to, to level up. Mm-hmm. Or Black Widow. I'm also a fan and of, of course, Black Widow. Of course, you want, to, you want to get them all for when you eventually take on the Super Hive. Yes. But yeah, so that is the 
that is the that is that was the war table. And with that, that's the Avengers Assemble uh, section of the podcast. Hey there, Schmodown fans. This is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talking Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, oh, oh, or the emotional retirement of the Shire Wolf, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Hey guys, it's Sean. I wanted to tell you guys about the new show I'm hosting, the Harry Potter Review Show. Every other week, I'm joined by some combination of Kaylin, Sarah, and one guest that has never read the books. We discuss one movie per episode and break down what we love about them, what we don't love about them, and the differences from the books to the movies. It's a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will tune in to check it out. Until then, mischief managed. Hey, Jay Wade here to tell you about SCN Afterlife, our SCN Live After Show, where we talk about, well, whatever Christian Brett and the rest of the crew talk about and the insanity that ensues. So join us each week here on the Merc with the Movie blog feed on your podcasting platforms, as well as YouTube now on the SCN Afterlife channel. Talk to you then. Tyler, let's briefly touch on Union Cross, because there was a Union Cross update. We're both Kingdom Hearts fans. We both play these stupid games. Uh, we don't play Union Cross. No. But we play Dark Road. And, uh, well, we play Dark Road as much as playing Dark Road can be played. It's not really a game that you play. It's a game uh, that you let play itself. Yeah. But the story updates for Union Cross, I want to kind of go to KH Insider here just so I make sure that I get everything right on the... Because I believe there were four cutscenes added in the Union Cross story update. The first one was a cutscene between Maleficent and Darkness. Uh, by the way, if you guys don't know shit about Kingdom Hearts, you're about to get very confused. Uh, you're, you're not going to know at all what's happening. And honestly, I'm not going to make... I don't know shit about... Union Cross, and therefore I am kind of confused. Okay. Well, I'm not going to make the effort to try to explain things because it would literally be three hours. Uh, but the first cutscene was of Maleficent and Darkness. Uh, last time we saw them, they had used the arc to leave the data world that the Union Cross characters are in. Uh, Maleficent asks if they're back in the time from where she left, because this Maleficent is the Maleficent from after you kill her in Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is revealed is that the arc cannot 
take you out of the data world and to the future at the same time. It has to happen one at a time. Uh, first it took them out of the data world and now she's going to go to the future, but darkness is not yet ready to go. Darkness says that, uh, you have no need for more darkness. And besides my work here is not done. If I remember correctly, darkness is sending Maleficent back to the future to be like a beacon to mm-hmm. be able to pull the Union Cross characters forward. It would seem to me, at least, that's kind of what I think's happening. Because in order to time travel, I think people need to have... Somebody from the future has to have memories of you. Mm-hmm. So that's, now... That seems correct. So now that Maleficent has memories of Lorium, and I guess through Lorium, the rest of the Union Cross characters, she can now pull them forward? Maybe? That, that sounds right. That sounds right. So it sounds like that's what's happening. Um, and then because the, the, the three fairies remembered Maleficent, she's they were able, able to bring her forward back to Cage, too. But apparently the Ark destroys your body when you use it. So Who built I don't, that thing? That's, the, I don't, that's a raw deal. I don't fucking know. I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know how she comes back. I, I don't, I don't know how she gets a body in Cage 2. Do they talk about in Cage 2 how she got a body? No. Or did she just fucking come back? She just comes back. She just back. back up. And, uh, yeah, it's weird. Um, the next cutscene was, uh, Brain and Ephemer and Scold talking about, uh, Ventus. Uh, Ventus is not doing good. He's traumatized as fuck. And, uh, there's really not a whole lot of substance in that cutscene. The next cutscene really. the next cutscene is a flashback to Lushu and the Master of Masters from before they disappeared. Uh, pretty much Lushu saying, you know, why are we going to a new world? Why aren't we trying to save this one? Are you saying that we can't beat the darkness? And mom is like, yeah, no, you can't. Uh, and mom goes into a, mom gives a really meta speech where he goes, you're overthinking this. You've gone off and overcomplicated things to reach your own conclusion, only to rile yourself up over this theory as if it's the answer. Or perhaps it's because you've convinced yourself that anything you don't understand must have no answer. But you'll understand soon enough. Which is just Nomura talking to the audience going, fucking hold on. I've got a plan. Hey, I uh, got this. Don't worry about it. I got it. this. Um, let me hold you in my arms and rock you on this crazy story that I'm telling you. Um, the interesting thing, I think, is this speech that the, uh, the this line of, di- these lines of dialogue that the mom gives at the end, and he says, but it won't be easy. It would need a lot of, or, so, uh, Lushu says, he's like, hey, is there a way to defeat the darkness? And mom says, yes, but it's not gonna be easy. It would need a lot of time and a whole lot of setup. It would take more than several lifetimes, and that's why we're going to leave this world. We will end the world. We would discard time and cast away the borders of the world, all in order to defeat the darkness. So, my question to you, Tyler, in that line of dialogue, is he saying that they're going to do all this so that they can survive into the future to defeat darkness then? Or, 
Because when I read it, I almost interpreted it as him saying that in order to defeat the darkness, the world needs to be separated. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot of ways you could take this. <laughs> Is there any point in theorizing about what the master means? No. Okay. Cool. There's, n- there's literally no point. We don't even know what he looks like. And honestly, we don't even know if he's telling the truth. He could be fucking lying, for all we know. Like, he lies a lot. Um, But what I think this confirms, if anything, is people keep want to talk about who the traitor was in uh, back cover. Uh, It's, I mean, I still think you could say it's Abba, but it's like, if you look at it from the larger scale, it's the master. Right? Like That's talks, what I would think. Yeah, he talks about it right here that, like, his plan is to destroy this world. Like, his plan is to fucking pit everybody against each other so that the world is destroyed. Although I would think that uh, back when that cover first came out, uh, I think Gula said something about the – with his lost page, said something about the traitor being marked with a sigil. Does – The um, only – Yeah. And the only sigil that we really know about is the recusant sigil. Yeah. yeah. And so, of course, that would lead back to either Lushu or the Master. Because we don't know the last, we don't know the Master's name, of course. No, that's true. Only Zayanort does, and he won't, he won't tell anyone. I don't know. I, I, I don't think there's a definitive answer to the traitor thing, because I think there are three different answers. I think there's I, Mom, because he's fucking everybody over. Uh, yeah, I think it's, I either think it's Master Masters Lushu, cause he has an X in his name, yeah. or it's fucking no one, uh, and the Master Masters was just saying shit to get everyone riled up. Well, I still think Ava fits the description of the traitor because her goal is completely different from everybody else's. Her goal is ignore all of this shit. Just, just go. Like their goal is to, to, to fight each other. Your goal is to just leave. With the kids. Cause take the dandelions and go. So I think she from the, from the other foreteller's point of view, I think she's a traitor. I think there's a ton yeah. of traitors. I think like you could give it to, I think you could give it to the master, to Lushu or to Ava. I think all three of them fit. And I mean, Ava's even a traitor because she's going against the master's wishes. For what? Um, or at least that's kind of what we, cause she gave brain. The, the book, cause Brain wasn't supposed to be a, uh, wasn't supposed to be one of the union leaders. Because Ava gave Brain the book and there was a list of union leaders in it and he was not picked by the master either, but that's also how he found out that, uh, Ventus was not picked. Cause Ventus's name wasn't on there either. Hmm. Uh, but her whole thing was like, hey, Brain, what do you think? Because there was that scene that came out in, like, fucking May, because that was the last time Union Cross got an update. It was, like, April or something, April or May, where she was talking about, like, hey, how do you feel about uh fate being defined for you? And he's like, bullshit, I'll make my own fate. And she's like, cool, take this book, take this piece of paper, and it has a list of all of the Union leaders on it. He's like, should I look at it? And she's like, that's up to you if you want to look at it or not. Do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, and from what he said way fucking back, like two years ago, when he's like, I am the virus in the machine, 
or whatever. Like, uh, it seems like Ava threw him in there because she wanted her own player in there in whatever mom had planned. Like, she didn't really trust him completely. But who fucking knows? All of this is bullshit. Yeah, uh, I, I can't wait for this whole story to be finished, and then they put this out in a, a collection. I fucking hope, dude. Fucking I, I hope. Uh, I mean, Namora put out a letter that said he handed scenario forward for the rest of the year. So it's not done this year. It's still, it's, it's like, remember in June, people were like, the final chapter, it's going to be done this year. And I was like, no, it's fucking not. I, I would, it's not going to finish this year. Uh, fucking told you. Um, but the last cutscene, which is like the meatiest one, is we yet again see Streletzia die for like the fourth time. But this time we see that Ventus is in the room. Uh, so the way it plays out, I'll read this. is Chirithi and Streletzia are in the room. They see Ven. Ven is engulfed by darkness. And the darkness, not Ven, but like a shadow, lunges out and strikes down Streletzia and Chirithi before they can move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems like Darkness possessed Ven or something and then used him to kill them or it's unclear if Ven actually killed them or if he was just present for it. Because it doesn't look like he strikes. It looks like there's just a big fl- like blob of darkness that reaches out and strikes. I I I don't fucking know. I think maybe Darkness possesses Ven and uses him to kill I don't, I don't understand. Just wait uh, for the Union Cross manga. And... Yeah. Uh, a voice from the darkness calls out and tells Ven, pick it up. Ven picks up, picks up Streletia's the book. Uh, the figure goes, let's go. They walk into the darkness, or sorry, they walk out of the darkness into the light, and the darkness is illuminated, and it takes the form of Ava. Uh, implying a couple things. Either let's either the darkness is Ava. Ava's darkness. Or I which I think that's like the most face value reading of what happens. That's definitely how I take it. But until I, until Kingdom Hearts decides to show me otherwise. Yeah. I right now I just think that Ava is darkness. Which is what I, people theorize for a while anyways. Yeah. I think it's Mo- that's the most likely answer. I do think that there is still a chance that that's just supposed to show what Ven saw. Because we already know that the, that Ven saw Ava differently. That like, cause, cause when they were like, Ven, where did you get your, although that was all bullshit, so who knows. Cause that memory was fake. The memory of him getting the book from Ava at the tower instead of on the field like everybody else was. That was implied to be a fake memory. I don't fuck. I was probably dark. Look, I want to be darkness. So, and then I want Vanitas to have been literal when he said that he's darkness. And then I just want to say that Vanitas is a 1,000 year li- old little girl named Ava. Vanitas is Ava. That's it. That's the fucking confirmed. Yeah, see, but I always, always took Vanitas saying that he was darkness is that he's darkness with a lowercase d and not a capital D. I don't know though, because he says he existed before Ven. Yeah, but what is Ven, right? I don't know! <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, he's this he's this child that existed in the age of fairy tales, and then something happens, and and he's pulled forward in time to be now younger than Master Zaynort, who becomes his teacher, and then he's split into two, making Vanitas, and then his heart gets destroyed by himself and gets put into Sora, and so he doesn't age again for another ten years. <laughs> he has been a little boy for so long. Um, I, I kind of hope, uh, like uh, this is something that I've thought about for a while. At pretty much ever since, um, ever since we found out that Xehanort interacts with the Master of Masters, I kind of hope that the Master gives Xehanort Ventus. I think that would be interesting. Yeah, that would explain some things. Because, yeah, I think that would explain... I don't know, there's a lot going on with Ventus, especially since Ventus in the past is, like, the vessel of darkness in the, you know, in, in the occasion of Streletia's death. So, if... If... If Mom's plan has something to do with darkness, it would make sense that he wants Ventus to be with Xehanort, because Ventus probably carries darkness if Vanitas is, in fact, darkness. Uh, I I just, I think it kind of makes sense that, I, I think the darkness just exists beyond gender, or, f- like, physical appearance, and it just morphs into whatever. Well, I, I mean, I, but before, well, this was said, you know, a while ago, uh, but before Vanitas looked like Sora, he didn't have a face. He was, yeah. he was like a Neo Shadow, basically. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like, I think there's some, cause I still take that cutscene from fucking years ago. At this point, it feels like years ago. Remember that scene that came out a long time ago in Union Cross where fucking the Master revealed that he had been in the Keyblade War as a kid? Mm-hmm. And they fought things that could take, that looked like us but weren't us? Mm-hmm. I still kind of think that the most interesting story and the most, like, logical story of everything that we've been given is that Darkness and Ma- the Master of Masters are the only two survivors of a Keyblade War from opposite sides. That darkness is one of the creatures that the master is referring to in that. And it's like this age old fucking vendetta between the two of them or something. Who fucking knows what the master actually, maybe he's given up and he's on darkness's side at this point. We really don't know anything about his motivations, but, um, I, I don't, I don't buy that. I, I don't think the master of masters is Sora. I don't buy the whole. He's talking about Kingdom Hearts 3 in that sentence. That, I don't, I don't know if you remember that theory where people were like, he's talking about. I do remember about, that. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy that. Uh, I think that's stupid. I really hope that's not the case. I really hope Master of Masters is in Sora. I, I, I think that'd be really fucking dumb. Uh, but it, it I kind of get the impression that darkness is a being I don't think Ava is darkness. I think darkness is Ava. 
If that makes, if you understand what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Ava didn't become darkness. Darkness took Ava. Or Ava gave herself to darkness as like a vessel or something. Or whatever. She decided to side with darkness. I, that's kind of where I'm sitting at with what this next saga is, is I think it's going to be fucking Sora and the gang stuck in the middle of an age old war between capital D darkness and the master where the master's kind of like, fuck it. Let's just blow the whole thing up and do whatever we have to do to fucking take out darkness. Like he's like, I'm, I'm ready to just blow the whole thing up. And, um, Sora's like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't blow the whole thing up, please. Uh, but who fucking knows at this point? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Melody of Memories is coming. Woo. That's true. You can pre-order it. I did. I'm just gonna wait. Uh, I've got it like two and a half days early because I made a Japanese account on my Switch. Yeah, I'm not that desperate. I, I'm, I can't fucking wait to play this game, man. I'm, I'm so I want all my cutscenes in English. Well, I'm gonna get it on PS4 as well. So my thought process is I'll skip the cutscenes on the Switch for the two and a half days, and I'll just play the music stuff. And then when I, I'll start over on my PlayStation and, and get the story. Yeah. Nah, that's not who I am. That's not the kind of man you are. If I were to, uh, I'm not really, there, there have been games that have come out that released in Japan early that I just, that I want to play, but haven't, cause I could, I could stand to wait, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And it, knowing that that's coming only two days after the Japanese release is fine. I don't care. Fair enough. It's not like, you know, a game that I'm constantly thinking about purchasing in the Japanese version of, which is Persona 5 Scrabble. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, still don't really know anything about that release in America yeah. or in English yeah. at all. Yeah. I want to play that. Alright. That one was fun. I'm, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a choice. We can talk about Persona 5 Royal for a little bit and then end the show. Or we can hit on some of the news bites we have and we can talk about Persona 5 Royal next week. I don't want to do both, because then the show will go on way long. We're already at an hour. Mm, we can talk about the news. Okay. All right, let's jump into the news bites then. First of all, the first thing I wanted to bring up, this is it's all news bites, so these shouldn't take super long. Uh, but this is uh, probably the funniest thing I read today, or, or this week, which was Sean Murray from uh, Hello Games, the creators of No Man's Sky, uh, said that they're working on a brand new, huge, ambitious game that's similar to No Man's Sky, which is like, did you not learn your lesson? Like, no. I, I like No Man's Sky. All right. I didn't mind it at launch. Um, but now, even years later with all the updates they've done, I think it's a pretty solid game. That being said, uh, fucking aim lower, dude. Uh, yeah, maybe just bring it down a, a couple notches. Yeah, um, don't don't get people's expectations too high. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I what are you even gonna? Because I feel like you could still go with keep going with No Man's Sky. I don't see why you do another game. Honestly, 
think there's still stuff to do in No Man's Sky, but I don't know. Does this like, because when I read that, I, it, it more gave me dread than excitement. I don't, did you, does that, what did you think when I just read that to you or when you saw it in the nose, in, in the notes? All I said was, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, we'll find out more later, but that seems like a bad idea to me. Um, I'm not a Mario guy. You are more of a Mario guy than I am. I, I, I don't know if you're like an actual Mario guy, but you're more of a Mario guy than I am. Uh, I, I hate 2D Mario. Okay. Just like I hate 2D Sonic. Okay. I like the 3D games. So this is, this is where I like, this is where I live kind of. Okay. There's, there's, there's some stipulations with this news that really appeals to me, not appeals, but applies to me. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I did not watch the direct. Did you actually watch it? I did watch it. Okay. So I'm just going to set you up and then I'm going to let you go. Pretty much there. I think it was a surprise direct. I don't think they announced it before. Yeah. They, they just plopped it on YouTube yeah. one morning. And it, it's the, what, the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Bros. And it is the anniversary direct. And why don't you just tell us what they announced? So, uh, all year we've been hearing announcements of this fabled Super Mario 35th anniversary collection that would include Super Mario 64, Super Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, and Galaxy 2, as well as probably 3D World. And it's been going on since, like, the start of the year. And so I thought, well, we haven't seen anything about it. Maybe it's probably bullshit. Until they dropped it direct, yes, the other day. Maybe it was yesterday? Uh, it was two days ago. Maybe it was yesterday. No, yeah, yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday. Okay. okay. Uh, so this, 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 uh, collection has three games. It has 64, Sunshine, and Galaxy. And I get fucked Galaxy 2, I guess. And, uh, they'll be optimized for the system with higher resolutions. Uh, they'll even put, uh, sunshine in, uh, widescreen aspect ratio. Not 64. They didn't do that. Okay. But, uh, it's a good collection. Uh, we'll say that, uh, you can only buy the collections physically and digitally, uh, until March 2021, which people don't like. I'm not a big fan of that. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of scuffed. It's a little weird. On. I'm used. I feel like, like I heard about it, and I was like, "That's scuffed." And then I went, eh, "It's Nintendo." I'd be more upset, but the other collections, like the the first Super Mario All Stars collection, as as well as I think the Kirby All Stars collection, also were both limited releases. So it's not something new, but it is weird. But just like any physical edition, you'll be able to find it sometime after launch, maybe in a bargain bin or some scalper on eBay. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Depends on how good it is. Uh, it comes with music player mode to have you listen to all the game soundtracks, just like Smash does. You can mm -hmm. listen to the music uh, while your Switch is in sleep mode. And Melody of Memory is also going to have one of those. Mm -hmm. But uh, I will say I'm going to be getting this collection. Probably also buy it for a friend. But uh, I don't give a fuck about 64 Sunshine. Oh. Just kind of want to play Galaxy again. Okay. And here, here's, here's my take on this. I'm going to buy this collection because 
I've never played any of these games. So, I'm gonna play them. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cult, I'm a, I'm gonna try to get some Mario culture. Cause I'm not very cultured when it comes to Nintendo. I played Pokemon, that was about it. I haven't really played any of the Zelda games. I haven't really played any of the Mario games. So I'm gonna kinda dip my toe into the waters of, of what are some classic 3D Mario games. And, uh, and, and see, see what I think. But, uh, I liked Odyssey. I think that's a fun game. I own Odyssey. I just need to beat it. I like it. It's fine. I beat it and I'm, I'm just, I have a, I have the, like the hardcover guide. So I just go into a world and hunt for stars. I liked Odyssey more than I liked Breath of the Wild because Odyssey did not give me anxiety. Oh yeah. No, Breath of the Wild will do that. Breath of the Wild gives me anxiety because I'm just walking around going, I'm missing stuff. I'm missing stuff. I must be missing everything. I must just be missing everything. Like, I'm totally missing all of the content of this game. Whereas Odyssey, I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking Mario game. Like, I'm I'm, I'm doing what I need to do. Yeah, I would, in, in, uh, in Breath of the Wild, I would, I'd probably get more anxious when it's raining. Especially when it starts raining while I'm climbing shit. <laughs> or and I just start sparking with electricity because I'm going to get electrocuted by the lightning. Never a good time. But uh, this uh, Super Mario 3 All-Stars will release on September 18th. Coming soon. So you have a good six months to buy it before they take it off the stores. And I mean, honestly, if you don't buy it within that time frame, it's kind of your fault. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah, your you fault. You kind of don't want to play them, right? Uh, even if you just like think you want to play it later, yeah. should probably six months to buy it. You should probably buy it if you're thinking. Yeah, about I mean, it. honestly, uh, I don't even know when I'm gonna get around to it. Uh, I'll probably, I'll probably end up scooping it on Amazon so I can have it and have it ready. You know. They also released uh Super Mario 3 World Plus for not released, but they announced it Super Mario 3 World Plus for Switch on they will release on February 12th, 2021. It's the game, just like you know it. We'll have some extra content, uh, including Bowser's Fury, which is new. Some people are thinking you might be able to play as Bowser at some point in this. That's all cool. That's the game I want to play the most out of all of these. Mm-hmm. So uh, even when I had a Wii U, I never just got around to buying it. And that we're still, still slowly killing the Wii U. Just to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah, please. It's a bad system. Yeah. Uh, they also announced like a Game and Watch Mario Brothers kind of thing. That has like Game and Watch uh games with Mario heads and also of course functions as a clock. That's neat. Not not really for me. And uh aside from that, the only other game they're releasing, which is also a limited uh limited kind of run thing. Is Super Mario Brothers 35. They'll release on October 1st for Nintendo Switch online users. Remember uh, Tetris 99? Yeah. This is that, but with Mario. See, this is maybe the most fascinating thing they announced. I, I want to know how it works because that's yeah. I'm not. I'm not even watching. Even watching like the gameplay they had of it. I don't know what it means or how it yeah. how these functions operate. But it, I mean, it'll be all right. I'm sure someone will come in and and say how good that is. Yeah, and if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you get it, right? It's just yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So just like Tetris 99. Yeah, that's dope. They also announced a bunch of Mario stuff for other games, as well as yeah, clothing I didn't write stuff. Any of this down. Uh, but there's going to be Mario themed furniture and Animal Crossing. They're okay. going to. They're going to. I think Platoon Two finished their uh, run of Splatfest, so there's no more Splatfest. They're going to be another Splatfest in Splatoon that has. Uh, I think it's like Super Super Mushroom versus a uh, Power Star. Uh, and some other stuff, like, just they're putting Mario shit in every game for the anniversary. As long as you're playing on Switch. So just look for that stuff. Uh, that that kind of wraps up the presentation. It's only like 16 minutes long. Rest in peace, uh, Galaxy 2. <laughs> yeah. You think they'll bring it sometime? Uh, maybe. Who knows? People are people are suggesting that the limited release of the the three in one game is probably because they're gonna you know, they're probably just gonna sell those individually later on. Cause why not? Yeah. You've already you've already done the work, why wouldn't you put those out by themselves if you could? Yeah. Uh who knows? I'll definitely buy it for Galaxy. Alright, well that's hype. Uh and the last little news bite we've got Sony is said that they're going to be bringing more first party party titles to PC. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I think Horizon did well, right? Uh yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know if it did well like critically. I think the, there were a ton of performance issues, but uh it's a fucking great game, so I'm sure it sold well. People want to play it. Yeah, um, it's, it's sort of the same this is sort of the same story with Atlas where it's like, "Oh, we put our games on PC." They did really well. You mean we could be making more money? Wow. Yeah. I think PlayStation will continue to do the exclusives, exclusive launches. Yeah. But it sounds, cause I think that's like their selling point, right? Is that definitely, definitely want to get your, your console people who are going to buy it right then and there to get, to get that purchase first. Wait some time, maybe six, six months to a year. And then get the PC people who don't have a PlayStation have been yearning for this game uh, to buy it too. There's more sales, maybe even some double dippers in there. You know? <laughs> yeah. I know if they if they if they release Bloodborne on PC, people would lose their fucking minds. No, that would fu- it would break the internet. It would break the fucking internet. So, um, yeah, just do it, Sony. Don't worry about those. Ooh, those idiots who uh, who like get mad that you port them to PC. Yeah, that's weird, right? Why? Like, you can talk about other games now with other people. Your you know? your console version isn't going anywhere. Yeah, sorry, now I was you, chewing gum. That's all right. You have more. You have you know, you have more people to talk about your favorite game with. Just shut up. <laughs> Just stop. Uh, all right. All right. We don't have a main topic, so we're going to hit the upcoming releases and get out of here. There's not much in the next week. September 8th, Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning is releasing for Windows, PS4, and Xbox One. I'll probably scoop it at some point. Not anytime soon. I owned Kingdoms of Amalur, but never actually got around to playing it. So maybe this will finally uh, be my chance to play it. And on September 10th, Tell Me Why Chapter 3 releases on Windows and Xbox One. And I think that's the final chapter. 
I think we're already done with it. They definitely weren't pulling a, uh, yep, that's it. Episode three, that's it. They did the weekly release schedule instead of the, you know, fucking half a year release schedule. Uh, and actually one last thing I'm just going to bring up really quick because I just remembered it, but The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, um, it's going to be getting a free upgrade, uh, the complete edition free upgrade to next gen, Xbox Series X and PS5. Maybe I'll finally play it. Who knows? Probably not. Well, I'm glad it's a free upgrade. I do own the, the ultimate edition for, for PS4. Bought mm-hmm. it at, bought it like, like post, post Black Friday sale. Mm-hmm. Still haven't opened it. It's installed, just haven't opened it. Haven't yeah. even clicked the button. Maybe so, this uh, will be our time. Maybe this will be our time with the advanced ray tracing and shit to finally play it. But probably it just means not. it's gonna sit on my on my PS5 and not yeah. be opened. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. All right, Tyler, where can the people find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at twitter.com. That's right. uh, Tyler Tyler Rims. <laughs> That's C Y L E R T Y L E R I M S. In my bio, you can find all the other podcasts I do, including Ride or Die, Trouble Tipton, All the Angles, and this one, as well as at some point will be the Danny Phantom podcast. That's still in the works. I gotta get that set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. All of the podcasts I do are in my bio. You guys can email us at gameoverscreen at gmail.com and we're on Twitter at overscreenpod and we host this show on Anchor at anchor.fm slash gameoverscreen. We're available on Anchor, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and Spotify, but we're expanding. Anchor's submitting us to other platforms. I get emails, well, every couple days saying that we're on a new platform. So hopefully it'll come to Apple Podcasts and such soon. That's kind of what I'm waiting on. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you guys next time on the Game Over Screen. Game over.